You're listening to The Dr. Chris Show. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. All right, everyone, and welcome to another episode where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. And today we've got the amazing Evan and Jana. I'm excited to have you both on here today. You guys are just crushing the holistic health lifestyle. These people are traveling around, writing books, speaking professionally, um, just being an example in their industries and fitness and health and nutrition. And so um, they really have branched out to do some new things and innovative things in their fields respectively. And so we want to just learn as much as we can from them today because we're always constantly never ending learning and getting better in our lives. So uh, Evan, Jana, great to have you on today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks so much. I think we're just going to fire our PR rep and hire you. <laughs> oh, perfect, man. Um, you know, I, I'm my wife always says I'm really cheap. So, I mean, you know, whatever, right? So, uh, but uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I Evan, I want to hear your story again. I know you've been on, it was about, a, we were just discussing about a year and a half ago, really talking about some in-depth nutrition and things that you're working on because you're a, a super expert in that field. And, uh, but I want to get your, your story again. But I want to maybe lead off with Jenna, your story, what got you into health, fitness, all the things you do, um, because I know you're a fitness model expert, all things. And so what kind of got you to where you are now and just that whole journey from when you started? Oh, man. Uh, Well, it's been it's been a journey. I'll just say that. Um, I think I think a lot of people when they when they find themselves in certain I guess like opportunities for work, it, there's usually something that brings them there. And, and for me, I, I struggled with a lot of health issues, um, starting in 2015 and, um, yeah, it, it, I was kind of just bombarded with a lot of stuff. I was dealing with a lot of infections and I wasn't, I was just given antibiotic after antibiotic. I was, there was just no solution to, to what I was dealing with. So I decided to go see a naturopathic doctor for the first time. And that's where, we took a more deep dive into blood work and diagnostic testing, which is something that we highlight a lot. And that's where I uncovered a lot of things about my health that I had no idea. I, I had nothing. I had no idea what they were, honestly, like heavy metal toxicity was not something I was familiar with. I did not know what candida overgrowth was or MTHFR mutations or any of these things. So mm-hmm. I was kind of bombarded with a lot of, a lot of, um, information. I didn't really know how to, how to handle or how to research. And then found out I, I, um, I was, I guess diagnosed or I had, I had a cervical cancer scare where I was, I was told that I had cancer cells and that was right after that as well. So just, just, I don't know, that was more of the inspiration for me to, okay, something's fundamentally not correct here. My, I keep something's not, not working. So what can I do to fully optimize my system to fully optimize my health? And um, that's when I started my social media. I started kind of sharing my journey on what I was doing to get healthy again. My following started growing and I started getting healthier and landed a few magazine covers. And it's, kind of, it's just, it, that still blows my mind. I don't even know how that happened, but, um, yeah. Hey, when it's, you, it's when you're doing a- great things, the university awards you, right? So it does. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. 
Now, how, how old were you when all this started happening? Like how many years have you been dealing with this stuff that you were struggling? Yeah. Um, so that was in, so I was 25. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 30 now. So, um, you know, just like the last few years really. And I actually, I worked in the pharmaceutical industry at the time as well, which was kind of contradictory to my beliefs as far as, you know, how do we heal naturally and understand what's going on on the, on a fundamental level in the body. And so, um, yeah, it, 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 it was interesting just going from more of a pharmaceutical world into the more natural way of healing. And how do we look at the body in a more holistic way, mind, soul, you know, your insides, what are you eating? What are your thoughts? Like what people are you surrounding yourself with? And I noticed that all those things were directly affecting my health. And, and when I started taking control of that, that's when I noticed the, the greatest improvements there. That's awesome. And so then how did you end up Connecting with a shady guy like Evan next to you there. I mean, geez. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should take over. When the universe, you know, when you're doing the right things, the universe rewards you. There you uh, go. Or punishes you in this case. <laughs> uh, well, you know, if you want me to answer that. So, uh, you know, I was putting together a team to take down to Costa Rica for uh, XPT, which is the gear, uh, Gabby Hamilton and Laird Reese uh, platform. And I was looking for some of the influencers that I'd been working with who'd really kind of shown, you know, a, a lot of... Um, poise, I should say. So I, I called her up. I said, Hey, do you want to go to Costa Rica for a couple of days and you know, hang out in an ice bath? And she said, sure. So we Cause you think of Costa Rica, you think of ice baths. Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was, that was contradictory, right. but it was fantastic to work with these two on their platform and, and really just kind of push ourselves physically uh, to look at some modalities, some training modalities that you just don't see, right. It was go mm-hmm. from the sauna to the ice bath and back to the sauna to the back to the ice bath. And it was just fantastic. And we had a great time and we really kind of got to experience what, what we thought were emerging modalities in health and wellness. It wasn't just go to the gym. It wasn't just eat this or take this supplement. It was, you know, how are we really building resilience? And so then we had such a great time there. And I said, Hey, why don't, uh, you know, why don't we go to Peru next month? Um, actually, I don't think I, I, I think I said it more like you're going to Peru next month. So <laughs> we backpacked around Peru for about 10 days. And, and that was really where the origins of this whole platform were born. So the very next month was the Spartan world championships in Lake Tahoe. We threw together like this whole platform. We called it life to the max. We started interviewing people for a podcast. And I think it's one of those things, right? When you know, you know. And so after our very first podcast, you know, we, we hit the stop record button and just kind of looked at each other like, all right, we got something here. Mm-hmm. And you know, so for about the last year, we've been gallivanting around the world, as you said, writing books, trying to inspire people to, you know, to do things better. And, and I think that really led us down this road of, you know, we're not experts. We interviewed all the experts. You know, I, I always had this vision of leading people, you know, in, into the next stage of human evolution. But the reality is there's so many great people like yourself, Chris, who are doing this. It's like our job isn't to our job is just to tell the stories, you know, to lead people to the information. And when we started, you know, interviewing all these people, these recurring themes kept popping up. And, you know, that, that's really where these four principles of bio-optimization came from. And when we started to work on those and when we started to practice those, it's like, holy cow, even in the middle of COVID, some pretty impressive things were happening. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So why don't you walk us through what your four pillars are? Yeah. So I, I think, you know, number one is mental fortitude. And we always use New Year's resolutions, which is great because I'm not sure when this podcast is going to drop, but it'll probably be around that time. Actually, it'll probably be about (laughs) January, February. So either when people are just making them in the middle of them or they've totally given up on them. Totally. Exactly. And that's probably what happens, right? Is, is why do people give up? Why is it that we have to treat ourselves so poorly all year long and then come December after we've eaten, you know, a thousand cookies and all the sweets for 
uh, for the holidays or say like, I'm going to get in shape. And then you go to the gym and then by March you're done or February you're done. So what are the mental blocks that keep people from really experiencing true health? So we started to get into that. And so mental fortitude became the first one. How do we optimize our brains? Then with that, we can transition into the body. And the body is not just this one size fits all, buy my book, do this workout, do this diet type of thing. You know, the world is not going to be healed with keto. So how do we use diagnostic testing and in, in, in covering, you know, really the, the, the new wave of diagnostic testing, microbiome, uh, mitochondrial function, you know, really looking deeply at blood work. I think people can really start to chart a course towards physical health. Now, what happens when your, your mind is strong, your body is strong? Well, then you kind of get into the spiritual side of things. You know, how are we really using spiritual abundance to wrap all of this together? It's the, you know, it's the three pillars of the, or the three legs of the tripod. And in creating the spiritual abundance practices, you know, meditation, yoga, the things that we really need to do to kind of amplify our energetic selves, we find that we tend to connect with people. And in that connection, we, you know, we've got this group of people who can really change the tide of humanity. So it's, you know, healthy brain or healthy mind, healthy body, great spiritual alignment, and a group of people that hold each other accountable to really go out and make a difference in the world. That's great. And, you know, you bring those last two up and it really strikes me in this time that we're in right now, because I think about all the people that aren't getting around the groups of people. I, I see the people that are getting isolated and cutting themselves off spiritually from other people and not being able to gather meet. So how do you feel that is influencing the evolution of people right now in the next, you know, even just the next 90 days, six months, oh the last over the last year? Right. I mean, Evan and I talk about this a lot too, but we've always said it's like an epidemic within a pandemic of these mental health issues, you know, higher, higher instances of anxiety and depression. I mean, we are communal people. We are meant to be around others and to, to cherish those moments. And it's hard when you can't do it. And honestly, sometimes, you know, zoom calls or FaceTime doesn't just, it doesn't cut it all the time. And it's, it's mm -hmm. unfortunate that we're in this time because we really do think it is affecting people's mental health and, it's, it's so important to find, to, to find a way to kind of keep, keep that going in a positive way then. Well, I, I think the question that we have to ask too, is what are the long-term ramifications? I, I don't know where, how bad things are where you're at, Chris, but like we go to the grocery store here, or you just walk down the street, you know, just outside trying to get some fresh air mm -hmm. and people instinctually just start to separate. <laughs> so mm -hmm. as communal people, where we crave this connection, we crave this energetic connection, what happens when we're kind of told through media, through science or through all of it, that we shouldn't be around people. So we've, we've instinctually become afraid of the one thing that we shouldn't be afraid of, which is other people. And what are the long-term ramifications of that? I, I mean, there's, there's, there's just intimacy issues galore that are going to pop up as a result of this. Oh, it's huge. You know, you just look at our, let's say our demographic from age 12 to 22 right now in this country and how they already are awkward individuals in general. They don't know how to interact with people. They don't have the social cues, all these aspects. In fact, actually, I was just reading something the other day that would talked about intimacy and how that demographic, the, the, rate of them not having an intimate relationship, like well into adulthood is stagnant. It's like 60% or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, the ramifications are huge. And so what are some things that people can do around that spiritual connection point? Maybe, maybe they're in a place that's, you know, really locked down like the West coast. Cause I think whether you're in California, Oregon or Washington, it's just different variations of bad. But uh, when you look at that, like what, what do you, when, you guys have gone through your journeys and what you're implementing with people and, and creating the complete human experience. 
what are some things that you suggest people start looking at doing or some practices they can do if they are just feeling that isolation right now? You know, getting outside has to be number one. You know, even if we can't get outside and get together with a group of people or a large group of people, get outside. I think, you know, one of the one of the biggest challenges is people are just binge watching Netflix, right? They're so socially isolated. And that withdrawal from people and or nature through digital devices, their phone, their Instagram account, their Netflix account is creating that larger chasm, which is going to be more difficult for them to come back with. The other thing I think is, you know, and, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to undo CDC's recommendations or something like that, but grab someone you can go walk around the park with, right? If you need to wear a mask, wear a mask, but walk around the parks, walk six feet apart, but at least have a normal conversation with someone in close proximity. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I'm not an epidemiologist. I don't claim to be, but I think that if you're both wearing masks outside, standing six feet apart, but still able to talk to each other, you're probably going to be okay. So I might even, I might even one up you there and, and go out on a branch and say, you might just be okay. If you go out without a mask and are close to each other, you might just be okay. Right. And those are doctor's orders. So, you know, we'll defer <laughs> to you on that one, but I, I mean, like, yeah, I think you're going to be okay. And, and just, you know, that, that thing right there, connecting with someone in person while doing physical activity is going to have a significant impact in your mood. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's, I, I think that's gotta be it, right? Like right now we're getting into winter and I know that there's some clothes, but you know, it's cold in some places where you're at, but put a damn coat on, get outside, talk to someone. Um, and then don't be afraid to utilize technology in, in specific circumstances to connect with people. It's not, don't text message. Don't, DM through Instagram, use FaceTime, have a real conversation. And, and I think the one thing that we can all learn to do or learn to appreciate to do in this time is practice active listening. We have as a society forgotten how to have a communication because we're always talking at someone, not talking with someone. So recognize like, don't be afraid to try active listening skills, listen to what someone has to say, and don't just wait for your turn to talk, but really, really engage in that and utilize technology as a means to practice that skill. That's huge. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I think those are just some simple things that listeners right now could just implement, make a big difference. I think getting out of that fear state and saying, Hey, okay, it's okay to go out and talk to my friend, go out and walk in the park, have some coffee, just enjoy. Because like, just for example, my wife is a very social person. Like if we were to look at the two of us, she's a social one. I'm the the natural introvert. And, (laughs) and uh, she feeds off of that social interaction, being out, being around people. And when she's isolated, it's just, it's not good for her psyche, for her sleep. It's kind of an interesting experiment. I wasn't trying to do an experiment, but we went on vacation. Um, I guess it's been a couple of weeks ago now for about a week. And we were, you know, on, on the beach and connected with the ocean and, and grounded and, and with another couple that we were able to interact like-minded individuals and having that constantly right throughout the week. And then, even she even got to like dance and stuff. Cause there was music and all, you know, all this stuff that she really feeds off of. And she was sleeping amazing. Like the best sleep she's probably had in like a year. And then we got back home and within like about a week, she started to have sleeping issues starting to come back up where she'd have nights where she was only getting like a couple hours, three hours, four hours or waking up in the middle of the night. And what I trace it back to was, man, this last about two weeks, we've been back to being more isolated where, She's just more back at home and there's not the aspect because a lot of things are closed down and things. And it's just like, it feeds on so many people. It's huge. So when you guys are, are helping people become that, I keep referring back to the complete human because that's your, that's your guys's platform. Can you talk to us more about what that is and what that's all about? 
Well, you also just kind of touched on it is like, there is such a mind body connection and like everything is interconnected, right? Like our, our thoughts, what we're doing, you know, if, if your wife is more extroverted and that's, that's fuel for her, that's, that's medicine for her in a sense. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's something that we highlight a lot is, you know, sure. Move, sure. Eat well, sure. Drink enough water and get enough sleep. Like there, like those things, I think we all fundamentally know, but I think it all just comes down to how do we look at someone as a whole in a more holistic view? How do we address the the mind and the thoughts and how you're spending your your time and what media are you consuming? What people are you around? And um, I mean that that's something that we talk about a lot, and it's so important because there is such a like there's such a huge important part of that mind body connection because it's not a people because since we're both in the health and wellness space so many people assume like oh it's okay what diet do you have and what workout do you do mm-hmm. but there's so much more to that there's there is the mental fortitude piece there's a spiritual abundance the planetary connection and the physical health like there's so much to it well and you know here here's the thing chris i mean like you know people have been talking about biohacking for so long but when has hacking ever been a good thing right so now it's that time uh COVID is a bad thing. It's a bad bug. It's got some problems, but it's, it's addressed the flaws that we have in our system. And if we can, there's so many people out there thinking, I can't wait for things to go back to normal. Why? Normal was so bad. Like this is our opportunity to fix the issues that we have. Now, all of that, right? Like health is great, but what happens, what, what do you do with the health? And that's what we're really hoping to inspire people to do is take that health and do something with it. Let's tackle the problems in the oceans. Let's tackle climate change. Let's get healthy, mentally strong people to go after the major problems of our time. Because what's the point of being healthy if we can't breathe because we polluted our oceans and our air? What's the point of being healthy um, if we can no longer get organic vegetables because we've destroyed the land? You know, mm-hmm. it's we have to have a cause and the cause needs to be, you know, our sustainable way of healthy living. Absolutely. So when you're looking at this complete human, I mean, you guys are not just looking at just the human as the person, but you're looking at their environment, everything that we're interacting with almost like on a, a fourth dimensional level, right? Just all the pieces together. So how does that, how does that look like? So what, what does that look like in your guys' platform on how you guys help deliver that to people and help educate them on that? You know, if you look at our site, completehuman.com, you're going to see just a insane amount of information and we tackle a lot. So it can be a little overwhelming, but, you know, spend a little time, go through it. You know, what are you passionate about? There's, there's enough people passionate about enough things that you don't have to just, you know, focus on, on all of it. You can focus on plastics in the ocean, microplastics. Interesting, right? Most people think that the bulk of our oxygen comes from like the rainforest. That's just not true. It actually comes from the phytoplankton in the oceans. So as we continue to pollute our oceans, what's going to happen to our air supply? You know, it's, mm-hmm. we're all going to feel like we're living at 13,000 feet eventually because our oxygen levels are going to drop so low. So let, let's get through this, right? Like you go through the mental fortitude piece and we've got tips and tricks. We've got tools on the site on how to really build that mental fortitude. You get into physical health, you use diagnostic testing, you pair with a great doctor who understands the whole gamut of health and wellness and you optimize your health. You don't wait for the wheels to fall off the bus. You start doing it now. You make those small investments in your health day in and day out. You know, you start a meditation practice, you start a breathwork practice, you know, you do things like hot and cold therapy, you, you get on your PEMF device, you do vibrational th- plate therapy to, to help with lymphatic drainage, you do all these things. And then you build the community or you find the community. And, and with that interconnectedness, we, we want to inspire people to go out and change the world, do whatever, it, you know, what is it that you're passionate about, right? Like, we can all 
separate out into our unique groups and tackle the problems and make a big difference. But That's we awesome. can't do that if we're unhealthy. Absolutely. You know, it's so much easier. Like you talked about just a minute ago, our time is all valuable, but it's so much easier to take the time now to take care of your health and prevent a disease than trying to wait until you have a disease and taking all that time and resources to try to overcome one. I mean, you've well, been he, through it yourself, Jenna. Yeah. And here, here's the question for you, doctor. It's like, how often does someone, do you answer the phone and you've got a patient who says, you know, I'm feeling really good, but I just want to come in and see you. It's like, no, every, every call is like, I've got a problem. Can you help me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're creatures of habit. We've been trained a certain way. We're instant gratification. So if we're not feeling good right then, okay, now we want to do something about it. So you talked about empowering people, um, connecting people, uh, helping people find what their passions are. You've been talking about some books, those, some of the books you guys have written. I want you to talk about those a little bit, where that passion came from. What's your motivation and passion behind that? Well, the first book that we wrote was The Four Pillars of Epigenetic Change. And, and I think one thing that we can all recognize is that epigenetics is going to be a key conversation moving forward in health. Epigenetics meaning above genetics. There's always this belief that, well, you know, my, my dad had diabetes, I'm going to have diabetes. Well, that's not necessarily true, right? So we have tools in place that allow us to rise above our genetics. And with stem cell therapy, with the emergence of genetic you know, engineering, with all of the things that we know that we can do with the human body, you're not forced to play the hand you were dealt. You can actually change in some of those cards and, and we can start to see you know, the, ram or the, the benefit of that. But again, it's call your doctor long before you feel bad. Call your doctor, if you know your dad's got diabetes, call your doctor in your 20s and start getting your blood work done consistently. Measure your A1C, pick up intermittent fasting, do the things you need to do. Mm -hmm. that's, um, a, that's a free book on our website too. That's a free book on our website. Well, Jana, you're right there, Jan. You're a great example of how you could have just said, oh, hey, this is the hand I'm dealt. This is my genetics. I'm just going to have to continue to deal with this. And you were able to switch your genetic. Oh, sure. Genetic, Both of my that, parents that. have thyroid issues. My mom had thyroid cancer. My dad has Hashimoto's. So I've been super protective over mine, but I know in it's I'm proof basically like with a, with a certain lifestyle, all of my markers come back perfectly fine every time. So you're yeah. not your genes. You're not your genes. Absolutely. Unless they're Unless they're like Gucci jeans. And then, <laughs> then you want um, those jeans. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then the second book that we wanted to talk about was one that I wrote um, and I'm very proud of this book. I'm proud of both of this one, but this is called Mia in the go away monster spray. It's only available on Amazon. It's 1999. Uh, when my daughter was four, a monster moved into her closet. And I think like any parent who's gone through this process, you, you recognize that you, you can't solve it with logic, right? You open up the closet door, you show them there's nothing in there. You turn off the lights, you close the closet door, the monster instantly comes back. So this was the issue that we were dealing with. And so I'm like, all right, how do I, how do I solve this? So brought her downstairs. Um, I took a bottle of lavender oil, uh, some excipient, threw some food coloring in there. And I cut off a little strand of her hair and I put it in there. We shook it up and it was like, this is your very own go away monster spray. I'm <laughs> like, and as long as you spray this around your room before you go to bed, the monster can't come out and harm you. So we did this and it worked. It's lavender oil. Of course she went to bed. Um, <laughs> so I wrote the Sneaky. book as kind of this unique, you know, I just wanted to chronicle the, you know, our, our little adventure. Uh, awesome. And then last year I was supposed to run a hundred miles to raise money and awareness for Operation Underground Railroad, which is the charity that really stops or attempts to stop sex trafficking. What they do is they send in ex-special forces, CIA guys into these, you know, pretty rough areas and physically remove kids from sex trafficking rings mm. and then help them in the rehabilitation process while simultaneously working with local governments to really, you know, make sure that these offenders don't end up back out on the street. 
um, it's a, it's a time consuming and expensive process to help these kids. And so this book, hundred percent of the proceeds go to operation underground railroad. Um, like I said, it's 1999. We're trying to raise $2 million for this charity. Um, I've committed or pledged some money out of my own pocket if we fall short. So, um, not only am I, I'm really hoping that people will buy this for the kids, but I'm hoping yeah. you'll buy it for my kid's college fund. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that's uh, very excited to share that one only available on Amazon. That's awesome. I think that's a great cause too. You know, uh, my wife and I were always looking at places to donate and, and just change things up. And actually this past year, we've kind of had to reevaluate who we donate money to because we're all about, you know, giving to people that align with our values too. And, you know, through things that have gone on this last year in the world, it's like, wow, I guess some certain people don't have the same values, certain organizations have the same values that we do. So I'm going to check out that one more myself too. So that's awesome. So it's an amazing charity. And, and, you know, they can use all the help that we can get. It's, you know, we can give them it's um, sadly sex trafficking numbers, especially in the U S are way up in COVID. And what we're finding statistically is, is that the perpetrators for selling kids into sex trafficking or sex labor are actually family members who are fiscally, um, you know, on, Basically, they're, they're broke because of COVID. Um, now, that's not an excuse, and, and we're not even going to – there's no way that we'll ever admonish any type of behavior like this one. But, you know, economic challenges do cause some severe you know, blowback, and this is one of the things that we're seeing. Absolutely. Now, what, what led you to this, this charity? You know, I have the other, uh, my other podcast, Single Daddy Daily. And, and, you know, what we basically, we came across this as a charity that we really got uh, impassioned about. And then I, I worked with a couple other charities in this respect, um, Setter Free, uh, some of these, you know, these charities that will go over to Africa and to these, you know, really dangerous places and help rehabilitate some of these kids that have been sold into sex slavery. But you realize that it's not just there, it's a global, it's a global problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, my concern with some of these other charities that I'd worked with, like Setter Free, and again, amazing charities. I, I in no way would ever undercut the work that they do, but they're dealing with the ramifications of this behavior. And I want to stop the behavior. I, yeah. this, is, this, is the, this is the fight of our lives. You know, I, I, we can talk about climate change and we can talk about racial segregation. We can talk about race relations. We can talk about all of these things. But if we can't protect our own kids, do we even really deserve to be here on this planet? And yeah. Let's get into the cause, right? Not just treating the symptom, right? Okay. We have all these kids. We're just treating them treat, like, no, get to the cause. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. that lines up in any area of our lives. I think we match up with that where it's always about, Hey, get to the cause, not just treat the symptoms. So, yeah. you know, speaking of, you know, getting to the cause of things and not just treating symptoms, what are some resources that you guys have on your website? Uh, maybe I, I thought I saw, you could correct me if I'm wrong, that you guys had launched um, a website connected with your complete human for some different like raw food stuff, maybe some, some whole food supplements. Like what, tell, tell me about that a little bit more. Yeah, we're really proud of, we're really proud of what we created here. Um, so, I mean, I, I know you didn't really get to touch on Evan's background, but as far as a formulator for the supplements and, or the supplement industry, and I, I've been in the supplement space for a long time, you know, coming from pharma, going into just working in the line of work that I do, um, we kind of put our heads together and decided to come up with a, a line that is solely focused on, on our principles and what helps us optimize on every level of our bodies. So, um, I mean, you can speak more to the science about it, but yeah, it, we're really proud of it. Yeah. And, and, you know, let, let's, let's be honest, you know, there, everyone and their uncle has a dietary supplement business, but, you know, as a value chain optimized company where we own the manufacturer, we own the CBD farm, we own all of the touch points. What we wanted to be able to do is take the very best dietary supplements that we could create and offer those at prices that people can actually afford. 
you know, you don't need to go to your, you know, really big box practitioner brand and spend $90 a month for a high quality fish oil. Uh, you can get that for 30 or $40. And so we did that. Um, go ahead, Chris. I know you had a question. On that. No, 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 you're good. No, I'm listening. Uh, so, yeah. So, so we started with um, our first product that we really launched was to tackle COVID. So we, we have a product called immunity on there that I'm, you know, I'm really stoked about. And so we took just the basics, right? Your, your C, D, zinc. Um, and then we added, uh, we added yeast beta glucan to that, which has some really fascinating research on dealing with this. And then green tea catechins, which has actually been used in Japan for treating post-viral symptoms associated with uh, COVID. So tried to take the most cutting edge science that we could within COVID and, you know, really start to look at things that, you know, how are we priming our natural killer cells? How are we really dealing with some of these inflammatory responses? Um, PRMs, pre-resolving mediators, right? The downstream metabolites of polyunsaturated fatty acids, um, you know, just the other stuff, like we've got a resveratrol beet daily drink mix. Let's, you know, let's work at, let's look at longevity genes, AMPK, CERT1. Um, so that's just the tip of the spear. It, this product set really becomes an extension of our whole ethos, right? And so next month we launch our Cafe Caramillo, which is a partnership with Cafe Feminino. It's a women-owned and operated co-op of coffee farms throughout the world where all of this money goes back to these communities uh, to help women actually impact change in their community. Um, and, and, you know, here's the thing, right? Coffee is our biggest global addiction. 330 million cups of coffee a day is what gets consumed in America. That's insane. Crazy. Think about that. That's just yeah. a day. Um, but coffee is a versatile crop or it's, it's a, it's not a versatile crop. And in the sense that it's very susceptible to climate change, a lot of these small micro farms are working on, you know, resources to try to ensure that the coffee crop stays around longer and longer. Uh, we've got a whole line of cleaning products that are coming out next year that are completely earth friendly, plant, you know, plant-based mm -hmm. uh, skincare that's using exosomes. You know, we're actually using GDF 11 exosomes to, you know, to work on skincare. Um, so, you know, it, it's really just, again, the whole extension of our ethos as a company of how do we treat the whole body, healthier person for a healthier planet. That's awesome. You know, you mentioned the coffee statistic that I think it, it must, I, it might not have been you, but I, maybe it was, it just sounded familiar there where someone was telling me, and I think it was you, but like how really toxic most coffee is because in the, around the world, the United States pretty much gets dumped on all the crap coffee, like all the stuff that has the impurities and the molds and just all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And actually the really good stuff, most people aren't even drinking and it can be a very healthy thing for you, but it, uh, not usually the way most Americans are drinking it. Right. So not usually here. Yeah. No, and, and if you look at Starbucks beans, the way that they, you know, the way that they buy their beans in mass is if you look at a really good coffee bean that's been roasted, and then you look at a Starbucks bean that's been roasted, it's disgusting. <laughs> you know, like a good bean still has the oil and the oils, you know, the, there's a lot of those therapeutic benefits in the oils. And then the, the, the Starbucks thing looks like, like a burnt rabbit turd. It's just, you know, but then we well, hey, isn't that a thing? I mean, don't they like those, <laughs> those one monkeys that eat the bean and they poop them out or something. And then they, yeah, they the, um, oh, that was good for you. No, you don't oh, want rabbit turds in your uh, coffee too. This Co is Kobe gone. Luwak. Kobe, Kobe Luwak, Luwak is the car. Yep. This has gone everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. But uh, yeah, that's... I, I mean, and that's the that's the thing with Starbucks, right? Is like who cares what the coffee bean looks like when you're adding, you know, 700 calories worth of caramel macchiato garbage to it. It doesn't matter. So yeah, yeah. we're we're really excited about the coffee product. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, how can people reach out to you guys? What's some good resources? Uh, your website finding the book. You said yeah. Amazon on the book. 
one of the yeah, books. Yeah, the, the book's on one. Amazon. Yeah, Me and the Go Away Monster Spray, Monster Spray is on Amazon. And then our free ebook is on our website, completehuman.com. That's where you can find all of our articles and blog posts. And we also have another podcast as well. So super fun. We, we get all deep into the fun stuff in there. So highly yeah, recommend Yeah, can you say that. the name of your podcast too, just in case yeah. people want to tune yeah, into that Yeah, Complete Human Podcast. Complete Human Podcast. Awesome. We like to keep it, you know, the same. Yeah, I just don't have any space in my brain. I like it. <laughs> Like absolutely it. and you cool. if you have any questions about our supplements you can you can find them on there as well cool so what does and i want you each to answer this individually because everyone has a different answer and a different spin what does reaching your fullest potential mean to you guys ladies first reaching fullest potential um you know i think when you look back on your life and if you have regrets that you didn't do something i think that in my head, that's kind of what stands out to me most. I just want to make sure that I look back and I don't, I don't have regrets. I put in my full effort and gave it a try. Mm. Um, I think, I think that's it for me. Just, just going for it and not having regrets, yeah. Try, trying all the things. I know, well, it sounds like you guys have, I mean, you've gone to Costa Rica and done crazy cool, for lack of a better word, biohacks and things that so you've mm-hmm. backpacked around Peru. I mean, what else are you going to experience next? Mm-hmm. Right. that's the thing the world's a playground and and there's such this rich tapestry of experiences available to us on this planet it's Mm -hmm. you know and and granted covid has challenged that but there's going to come a point where we can all get on a plane again and we can all go see the the beauty and splendor that this world has to offer Mm -hmm. and that's that kind of comes down to my answer to that question right is we always looked at spider-man's thing is with great power comes great responsibility it's like no you don't have to have great power you just have to we have to recognize that we have a responsibility to change the trajectory of our world like i want to look back you know when i die at 150 (laughs) and and say you know i left this place a better place than i found it and you know that that's the greatest potential for us right like i'm i'm willing to plant the tree that i'll never sit under I'm willing to do the work that I'll never benefit from because that's that's really what we should be doing is, is making sure that we have a place that we inspire our kids to reach for the stars again, that we we nurture a, a culture that says, yeah, we can fix these problems and that we are not just each person out for themselves, but we're all part of a bigger organism. You know, we're all part of something bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. Just moving forward and a good point to end on is, hey, you know what? Do what you can for other people. The golden rule give, give, give. And this time of year right now, as we're recording this, right, it's, you know, it's holiday season's coming up and it's just about giving and uh, being in things together. And, um, you know, that's what we're doing here today, right, is coming, brains coming together, feeding off each other so we can just expand the world and help people rise to a better level in their health and their life, emotionally, spiritually, physically, all these aspects of their health. So I appreciate you guys being on today, sharing your knowledge, your expertise, your experience, your life experience. Um, your struggles and your, and your highs too. So um, appreciate you guys. And uh, for you listening today, we'll get all those things on the show notes. So you guys have access to both Evan and Jana and uh, we appreciate you guys. And we look forward to having you guys on again in the future. Thank you as well, you. Chris. Happy holidays. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode to get this and other episodes and other free resources. We mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com or listen to the happy, healthy hormones with Dr. Chris podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. 